be doers of the word and not hearers only, deluding yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his own face in a mirror. He sees himself, then goes off and promptly forgets what he looked like. But the one who peers into the perfect law of freedom and perseveres, and is not a hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, such a one shall be blessed in what he does. We serve a God of abundance, yet you're still living paycheck to paycheck. We serve a God of order, yet your house always seems to be a mess. You feel unappreciated and overwhelmed just trying to keep up. Does the noise of life drown out the voice of God? Hi, my name is Gina Morton, a Catholic wife, mom, and declutter coach. Welcome to Pruning to Prosper, the podcast where we talk about all the practical things to run your home smoothly. Clutter, money, mindset, and yes, everyone still wants to eat, so we'll talk about that too. That nagging in your heart is God telling you he has more for you than just trying to keep up. If you're ready to get uncomfortable, get brave, and see what you can do, then grab your garden shears because you're about to prune away the stuff so you can prosper into the woman God has called you to be. Hello everyone and welcome back to Pruning to Prosper. I'm your host, Gina Morton, and before I get into today's episode, I want to remind you that I am celebrating one year of this podcast, and I have just loved every single minute of it. Honestly, I've met the nicest people, and I really appreciate you joining me week after week, and I really hope that this podcast is blessing your home, and it's bringing you closer to God and your walk and your faith. So if you've learned anything over the last year, I would love for you to leave me a review because that helps the podcast work its way up through the algorithm somehow. I don't totally understand it, but I know that it's what's what's recommended for us to do. And so if you could leave me a five-star review, but before you hit send on your review, if you could please send me a screenshot and you can email that to me at tightshipmama at gmail.com. You can send it to me on Facebook Messenger or you can send it to me on Instagram. But that way I'll know who you are. And tomorrow I'm going to pop on here and I'm going to have a really quick mini episode to just announce the winner. And the winner is going to win one hour of free coaching with me. And she can choose a wardrobe consultation. We can talk budget. We can talk meal planning. Or we can just work on mindset and maybe get you through a season of your life where you're just kind of feeling a little stuck. That's one of my favorite things to talk about is just really helping women figure out what is God calling them to be. So that's what you can win. So make sure you leave a review and send me a picture of your review before you hit send and you'll be entered to win. Okay, and then if you win, I'll be in touch. Okay, great. All right, so let's get into the episode. I love this opening Bible passage because it talks about moving from being someone that just listens to the word of God to somebody that's actually living it. And I wanted to bring this passage to the forefront of your mind today with regard to your money because raise your hand if you have bought all the books. You you own the Dave Ramsey book. You own the Susie Orman books. You own the David Bach books. You own Rich Dad, Poor Dad. You've read them all, but you're still bobbing at the surface every single month. And you could say the same with clutter books or like podcasts. Like you have all this stuff. You know what to do, right? You could probably do this podcast and yet you're not doing it. So today's podcast is one that I hope moves you from being someone that is hearing 
to somebody that is doing. Because I really want you to stop bobbing at the surface and stop living paycheck to paycheck and really move into a season of abundance in your life. And remember, that's what God wants for you. He does not want you on the struggle bus for 30 years of of your working life. You know, like you're working, working, working to what? To just die? No, like we we gotta live. So let's tell your money where it needs to go so that you feel like you are making more of it. You know, that you're probably even thinking like, we make good money, just where does it go? All right, so that's what we're gonna talk about today. Um, Last week, I asked you to figure out what percentage of your take-home pay goes to your fixed expenses, okay? And if you didn't hear last week's episode, I I would advise you pause right now and go listen to that episode. I believe it was episode 101. Yes, it would have been episode 101. Okay, so let's pretend you listened to it and you figured out your number. So you've got that number and maybe it's 40%, maybe it's 50, maybe it's 55, but whatever it is, all right, this episode is for the people that have, you are thrilled to discover that your fixed cost fall under that 60% of your take-home pay. So your fixed expenses are in line with a healthy financial picture, okay? So they're at or below 60% of your take-home pay. Yet, you still feel like you're living paycheck to paycheck, all right? So let's figure out why this is happening and let's move you from being a hearer to a doer, okay? So you've got your bills covered. You're pretty good with that, okay? Like when the mortgage is due, you can pay it. When the car payment is due, you can pay it. You probably can even pay all your credit card debt and your student loans. But it's the other stuff. It's the stuff that seems to pop up and your only source for getting through that little mini storm or a major storm even is to reach for the credit card, okay? So maybe this means you don't have your emergency Um, your $1,000, your starter emergency fund. Maybe it means you don't have a bigger savings um, fund. But either way, you have the tiniest little hiccup and you're reaching for the credit card or you're in panic mode, okay? This is not how God wants you to live. And it's not how I want you to live. And you're probably sick and tired of living like this too. And if you are, this is the episode for you. And so chances are, if you looked at what you're spending, And like where you're getting, let's just assume that your car needs repairs. Let's say it's $400, okay? And you're just like, I don't have 400 bucks. Um, And you pull out the credit card. So would $400 make a difference in your month? If that's the case, again, this episode is for you. Most people, a few hundred dollars is really the difference between feeling like you can't get ahead and feeling like you can weather most storms. Now, one thing I didn't talk about last week is savings. But if you have debt in your fixed expenses, so if you've got student loans, you've got car payments, you've got credit card bills, I'm not talking about mortgage, just other kind of debt, then I really don't want you saving right now, okay? I'm not worried about what you're saving right now. Um, That's a future episode. Right now, I want you to just focus on getting to a place of your head above the water month after month reliably. So last week, I talked about how a cup of coffee is really not going to be the difference between you retiring with dignity or not, or your kids going to college or not. However, 
if your fixed expenses are under 60% and you're still feeling this bobbing at the surface feeling, then a cup of coffee every single day will affect this, okay? So we focused on cutting big chunks last week, and now um, we're going to see what we can do so that you're feeling like you're, you're not treading water so much anymore, okay? So let's start tackling this remaining 40%. And I'm only going to say 40% to keep the math pretty easy, okay? So let's say 60% of your take-home pay are fixed expenses. 40% is what I'm going to call discretionary money. Now, when you're a little bit ahead of the game here, this 40% is going to be lowered because you're going to be saving more, okay? But for now, we're just talking head above water. So let's give you 40% of your take-home pay to use as discretionary money. So again, figure out what's that number that would make you feel just a little bit more secure every month. Is it 400 bucks? Is it 500 bucks? Whatever that number is, write that down or pause and go figure it out or go figure that out later on today after you've listened to the episode. So here's the good news. This 40% is usually a little bit sloppy and a little bit unintentional. And this is where, if you listen to Dave Ramsey and he encourages everyone to get on a budget, this is where you'll hear people say, I feel like I just got a raise, okay? So that's why I'm not immediately gonna be like, we need to cut everything. Because I think sometimes when you just get it into the budget, I use the Every Dollar budgeting app. There are other apps out there. If that one, if you don't like the Every Dollar one, you can pick another one. I That's just the one that I happen to use and my husband and I happen to use it, okay? So when... So when you enter your 40% and all of your expenses into the app, you're going to start telling your money where it goes. And that's the difference between poor mindset and people living in the struggle bus financially and people that are wealthy and building um, wealth and living above. They're not just bobbing at the surface. They're like comfortably sailing, okay? They've got savings accounts for their next car. They have a savings account for their vacations, okay? So that's where we're moving you towards, okay? But right now, I want you to go back up to those fixed costs. And I want you to see if there's anywhere in those fixed costs that you can kind of shave some spending, okay? So these are the things that I would call like they're not going to require much effort and they're not going to require you to change any habits. So if you're pretty okay and you just need a couple hundred bucks, let's see what we can do without changing any of your habits. All right, so let's go back up to those fixed expenses. Do you have a credit card with crazy interest? Can you call the credit card company and lower the interest rate just so you're saving on interest? I will give you an example from yesterday. Or could you do the same with your student loans, okay? Can you get your your interest rate lowered so that you're saving money on the long run, okay? Or you're maybe even saving it month to month. I'm not going to play the credit card game of let's transfer to a 0% interest credit card. I don't play that game. I, I think that there's probably hidden fees and penalties in there. And what I always tell my clients is you just got to put your head down and do the work. That's all there is to it. Like you got to ultimately get out of debt. All your debt has to be gone other than your mortgage, okay? So just put your head down and do the work. Don't waste your time trying to find 0% credit cards, okay? Um, so anyway, I'm going to tell you a story from just yesterday in my own life. In Pennsylvania, we are now allowed to choose our electric supplier. 
So we have our main company in in the area where I live that we purchase our electricity through, but you now can purchase your supplier. So when we were first given this option, I shopped around, I got a decent deal, and my electric bill has been pretty okay for years. And then in November or December, I got a letter saying that my contract was up and if I wanted to stay with them, it would be month to month. And, but the rates were going to be whatever, something. I don't remember the exact number. And I remember thinking like, it's Christmas. I don't have time to deal with this. I don't feel like calling all the excuses, right? But I wrote on that letter, a little note that said, hang on to this letter. And if the electric bill in the new year is crazy high, call to switch. So I left it at that. Well, January came, February came, and I guess the electric bill wasn't that bad because I didn't really notice. Now we're in March, and I had $500 budgeted for our electric for the month. And the bill came yesterday, and it was over $1,000. It was $1,000 and change. And I was like, okay, this is going to be a problem. So last night... I took, honestly, it was 10 minutes on the phone. I called our local electric company and I said, I want to come back to you because you can get electricity through them. And their price was half the price of this other company that I had been with. So in a 15 minute phone call, I saved myself 50% for April. Okay, I hope you're keeping up. I hope you're following. I hope this is clear. (laughs) But anyway, what I'm saying is, Look through those fixed expenses. Is there anywhere that you can do something similar where it's just simply a phone call and you get a different plan? Maybe you go on a different cell phone plan. Maybe you relook at your insurances or things that are costing you money. And sometimes a very simple phone call can save you hundreds of dollars a month and thousands of dollars a year. So take the time. And there, that could be your 500 bucks that you're thinking is going to keep you above water. Boom. You haven't changed one habit. You haven't missed one cup of coffee. Okay. So do those things first. Those are the things that, um, uh, so I'll give you some more ideas too, of what you can check out to try to reduce Netflix, any gym membership. If you're not going to the gym, get rid of the membership. Okay. Maybe you have to give them a written notice of 30 days in advance. Write the letter. Okay. It'll take you five minutes You slap a stamp on it and you put it in the mail and you're going to save yourself, even if it's a $10 a month membership, it's $120 a year that you're not using, okay? If you're not going to the gym, if there's any subscriptions to programs that you're getting charged monthly, try, if there's anything you can cancel, go through that. Go through your credit card bill and anything that is automatically charged to your credit card bill, I want you to analyze it, okay? If you're involved with that Amazon thing where you buy certain things every three months and it's an auto shipment, do you really need it? Or are you starting to get a backlog of those things? Like, just really look at every item on your credit card bill and say, what is this paying for? Check for inaccuracies. If you're not analyzing your credit card bill every month, you never know what you could be charged probably about three times a year, I find something that is just totally fraudulent. And it's a simple phone call and it's removed from the credit card bill and no no sweat off my back, right? 
So just make sure that you're going through all of your credit cards. All right, so those are things that I consider no habit related, okay? You just make a few phone calls. Now, if you're still feeling the pinch and you're still not comfortable, now we're gonna start looking at the things that I consider to be habit related, okay? And this is, this is where we get into the latte factor kind of thing. This is where the cup of coffee every day is going to add up. So take a look at your, hopefully you have a way of tracking where your money has gone in the past month or so. Take a good look at that. Are you, look at the things that are jumping off the page at you. Like, are you spending a crazy amount of money at Home Goods or Target or with, you know, at the drive-thru? at the, we call it Wawa, but like a convenience shop. Just like take a look at your bills and see where things are glaringly obvious. Things that you're kind of maybe a little bit embarrassed about. Like, oh my gosh, I spent that much on drive through or oh my gosh, I spent that much on groceries or I spent that much at Costco. Like those are the things you're looking at, okay? Look for those things that are jumping out at you and see if you can't trim those numbers a bit, okay? Do you have expensive hobbies like golfing or even scrapbooking? You know, I've worked with people that have very extensive collections of papers and pens and stamps and stickers and all this stuff, and they're not even really scrapbooking. Or even they're in a membership where they're sending you more scrapbooking stuff every month and you're not even actually making the scrapbook. So put a stop on that stuff, okay? Because it's just, those are the the death by a thousand cuts thing, okay? Um... The number one thing I can tell you is groceries, okay? So I have groceries under discretionary spending because you can spend a lot, you can spend a little, you can have a no-spend month. So why I didn't put them in fixed expenses is because it's not a set bill every single month that you can rely on. You know, you have to buy food, but it's not like someone's going to come and take your refrigerator away if you don't buy any food, okay? So the number one thing I can tell you to do is to meal plan. The first month my husband and I meal planned, we saved $700. And mostly it was because I had a plan for my week. I went, when I say week, W-E-A-K, like weakness would be Friday nights. And my husband would call me on his ride home from work and he would say, hey, do you need anything? Which was code for, do you have a plan for dinner? And if I didn't, I would say, no. And he would stop and pick up wings. And for our family to eat wings, it was easily $100. Now we're creeping up to like $120, $130 for our family to have wings. If we go to a sit-down restaurant, we're looking at easily $150. So there isn't much that a family of six can do on the fly and quickly that's going to be inexpensive. So that's where most of that $700 was coming from. So you multiply that times four Fridays, you're already at like almost $600, right? You're, it's five, 600 bucks right there. Then with a little more intentional meal planning, I was able to shave even more. So anytime I work with budgeting clients, I'm always, I'm always starting the conversation with, do you meal plan? Because that's, that's probably where you have the most wiggle room in your discretionary budget. Okay. Um, so now when you trim those things, the eating out, the drinks with friends, the coffee, the shopping, your kids activities, your golfing or your other hobbies, your grocery, those things, trim them as much as you can. 
but I don't want you to eliminate them because what's going to happen is people get so excited to bust out of their debt that a week or two later, they, they're like, forget it. This is not working. It's too much. You've deprived yourself too much. And then people swing the opposite way. And it's like, well, I didn't spend anything for a week. So now we can all go out and we're going to really eat it, eat good and drink well and all that stuff. And you swing the pendulum the other way. So everything I try to teach is baby steps, baby steps, baby steps. Imperfect. Do it messy. Like I'm always telling people, you got to do it messy. Like don't look for perfection. Just look for improvement. Okay. So These things that I've also listed are really great items to use as rewards because I'm always building in rewards when I work with my clients with whether it's a a debt that they're trying to eliminate or a savings goal that they're trying to hit. What's your reward? So if you follow me on Facebook, I think I've mentioned it on the podcast, my husband and I are really getting serious about sticking to our own budget because we get sloppy. I think a lot of times too, when you do make decent money and you don't have debt, like it's very easy to take your eye off the ball. And then it's just sloppy. And you think, man, I could have, I could have maxed out my Roth IRA this year if I just paid attention a little bit to what we were spending. And, you know, it just creeps up on you. So my husband and I really committed to sticking to the budget this year. And if we do, Every three months, we're going to do a weekend away. So we've already celebrated one weekend away over President's Day weekend. And that was awesome. And we got to stay. Normally, we only get to stay two nights. We were able to stay three nights. My in-laws came and watched the kids. And it's so nice to be away for the weekend and know that you can order anything you want on the menu. You can do the activities. And it's all budgeted for and it's all being cash flowed. There is nothing like the feeling of living debt free and it doesn't take a lot of effort most of the time. Okay. It's just a little bit of focusing. So choose one of these things that you feel like you need to give up and use that as your reward. So make it in line with, with the goal you've hit. So if you pay off a hundred dollars in debt, go to Starbucks. If you pay $200 in debt, take the kids out for pizza. If you pay $300 or $400, go do something bigger, but set goals, you know? And um, that makes the journey a little bit more appealing and the baby steps a little bit more tolerable. So I wanted to go back to this Bible passage. I just love to, I hope you guys enjoy these Bible passages because I just love how I pray about the episode and then I ask God to steer me in in the Bible to a passage that would kind of go along with the theme here. Um, and I, I think they all kind of go always. I don't know. Tell me what you think. Um, so anyway, I want you to listen again to this last verse in the, um, I read verses 22 to 25. This is just verse 25 in relation to you moving from a hearer to a doer. It says, but the one who peers into the perfect law of freedom and perseveres is not a hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts. Such a one shall be blessed in what he does. I want you to remember that you can read all the books, you can listen to all the podcasts, you can listen to all the pundits on CNN, but it doesn't do you any good if you're not taking that information and moving into the place of actually taking action. And just like that Bible passage says, 
God will bless your efforts, okay? You got to give him something because he wants you to move from that bobbing at the surface, treading water to a life of abundance. Poor people are paying off debt. Debt is you living in the past. We want you to be debt-free so that you can move into the wealthy mindset and those people are looking forward. They are telling their money where they want it to go from today and every day until, you know, really until you die, I guess, because you're always going to be telling your money where you, where you want it to go. Okay. So again, we're not going to worry about saving right now. We are just going to get your head above water consistently. And God is going to reward your efforts. And again, he is calling you to a life of abundance. You need to step into that faith and really manage your money according to, um, how he's, he wants you to manage your money. God bless you. And again, don't forget to leave a message or leave a review on the podcast if you've gotten anything out of this in the past year. I really thank you for coming along on this journey with me. I have had such a great time and I hope that I get many more years of doing this and I hope to meet you guys too. You know, sign up for stuff. We're having such a nice time in this rosary group. Every morning, I just thank these ladies for, for showing up because they are just they're just gems. I just love how God puts together a group of women. And um, we're really just growing in our faith together. And uh, I'm just blown away by the caliber of women that have signed up for this. All right. Have a great day. And I will see you on Saturday for a five-minute declutter with me. Take care.